0: John, this is Cam. We are, of course, presented to you by our good friend the at Cheapskate Hockey, the best in the hockey apparel business. Cameron, how are you,
1: son? I'm pumped. You know why? Because it's a Sunday and I don't have to go to work tomorrow.
0: Well, that's unreal. And it's the Super Bowl tomorrow.
1: You, you actually find the correlation between me having the day off and me handing on at the Super Bowl. I know. Or watching the Super Bowl, I should say. My good friend Liam's actually there. He flew into Houston today. I'm very jealous slash very happy for him. Oh, wow. What well, he's it? an Atlanta Falcons fan, you see, so and uh, he's a, he's like a lifelong Falcons fan, so he hasn't seemed to make it this far for close to twenty years, yeah. And, so it's a great He has shit in his lifetime, so you know I'm cool with it.
0: Hey, is this the same Liam in our fantasy fantasy team, fantasy league? Yes, it is. Because if so, yes, I'm is- I'm pumping him uh, eight three, eight six, eight five this week. So it could be my third week in a row for a win cam, making a resurgence, nasty. making a I resurgence. I love it. I'm, I'm happy. So we've had uh, close to three weeks off, and that would be because I have been away for three weeks. We've nearly had, a, we've been off for nearly a month, Cam, and you know what? It's weird.
1: Well, i tell you what, people must think we're pretty high-flying because I'm like, hey, guys, we're taking a break. I'm going to Hawaii for a few weeks. Get home, do a show, and then we're like, oh, we're taking a break. John's going to America for a few weeks. People must be sitting there at home going, what do these kids do with their spare time? I'm like, oh, casually, I'm just going overseas. Don't even worry about it.
0: Well, we obviously travel with all of our big bucks.
1: Oh, yeah, we have heaps of big bucks.
0: Oh, yeah, all of them. Anyway, yeah, no, it was pretty good. It's, just, it's it's good to be able to travel and see a few NHL games for those of you that saw me take over our, our gram for a little
1: bit. Well, let's let's not get too carried away. It kind of seems like you saw one NHL game, <laughs> one game that was on par with the ECHL and then another one which would be... Been... <laughs> Actually,
0: you know what? You're right. I went to three yeah. games. Two were dog shit. One was... Actually, to be fair, the Caps game was dog shit because we played the Canes and pumped them. Um, and literally, check this out. The one thing I will say about the Caps game is Capitals fans are essentially the reverse of of Collingwood fans. We're used to winning so much in the in the regular season that we were up by three at, like, at the period break between second and third, and everyone just went home. Really? They're like, fuck it, public transport here sucks. I'm just going to go home now.
1: Oh, that's so weak. It
0: is. I was actually super upset.
1: That's that's such a vibeless evening as well. You're like, yep, this is awesome. I'm, you know, it's actually quite inconsiderate, and I'm in- inconsiderate for you because you've come all the way from another country, and those people are killing your vibe. I don't care if they've got work the next day. <laughs> I don't care if they've got public transport woes. They should stay you there. Seventeen thousand eight hundred twelve of them. I'm pretty sure that's got to be close to the attendance number, and they should shut the fuck up and sit there and ensure that you have a good night.
0: But exactly. Well, I will say I had a pretty good night because it made it heaps easy to get beers.
1: Oh, that is a good point. I didn't even think of that. Of course,
0: but it was actually the flip side. I went to a NUX game, actually a NUX Devils game. Lol. Um, And let they me just... tell you, um, not a single fan left beforehand, and because it went to OT, obviously. But like, the NUX fans are so cool because they're just like, we know they our know. team's dog shit. Like they and they they know they've they've known for a long time. Like That's I was sitting, awesome. I was sitting next to two like dead set like diehard fans, and they're like, yeah, everything sucks. We're totally cool with it. Like, we're going to go to the hockey anyway because, let's be honest, it's cheap. Because um, it's cheap in Vancouver, it's like it's like fifty bucks. There's nothing else to do. It's great.
1: Well It's because they don't have any other um, major codes driving up the uh, the prices. Because it's, no, it's, it's not like they've got the they don't have the NFL there, so there isn't like a sense of parity no. that the, the is try and stick to. It's and, literally and hockey it's like competing a band, with it's hockey like when a band plays a festival and every band has to price match and sell their t-shirts for forty dollars, so or otherwise it's unfair. Yeah. So there's no other codes eating into their ticketing.
0: That's right. It's literally hockey competing with hockey. See that you which you is, see which is great. NHL, AHL, ECHL, and then whatever the other ones are.
1: And they're all... Uh, uh, you would have the WHL over there, which would be the Western Hockey League.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I nearly went to a Western Hockey League game, but it was too far. And, you know, I, I don't really want to pay $47 in Uber fees.
1: Mm. Mm. It seems lazy, John.
0: It is lazy. But, you know, I went
1: to a NUX game. So whatever. It was actually... It was the, sta- I, the stadium itself looks quite nice, though.
0: So. Oh, it's old as balls, but it's it's custom-built for for hockey. So it's really good to just, like, be out. Like, no matter where you sit, you're having a good time.
1: Nice. Well, so I'm going and, to TD Garden and MSG next year, so that'll be nice.
0: That's sick. I would recommend, if you can, if you can, get out and to, to Barclays Centre. Because, I mean, the Isles will still have their contract. So it'd be nice to... If you could get out there, next. you should.
1: Nah, nah, you could be bothered with
0: that, dude. It was. I went and it was so cheap. No, what there was no, no one there. Like, it was literally me saying, and four other I'm not people. Saying
1: from a financial point of view, I just don't want to go to further stick it to them To making poor business decisions.
0: Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, I saw a Philly Isles game and there was. I honest, honest to God, there was more Philly fans than there were Isles fans. It was almost a Philly That's home sick. game. Seriously, it was crazy. Granted, both things were orange, but like, it was it was stupid. It was actually it was it was so good.
1: I had a Ripper chat with a buddy of mine who's a Phillies fan a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually canning on with him tomorrow, as you would say. Sick. And he was saying that when he still lived back at home and they would go up to New York to see the away games, and he's like, quote, I'll try and get it right. He said, Rangers fans are such pussies. I would walk into the garden in my Phillies jersey, pull it to people and say, what's up? You're not going to do shit about it. And just stand there in their face all night.
0: I wouldn't be surprised because there are no Rangers fans, though. They're all tourists.
1: Aren't they all very just wealthy people though? Like the corpo tickets at the front. Like you know, the dude at the the hedge fund firm said, "Oh, his his two tickets for the the ice hockey game this evening." He's like, "Oh, ice hockey, pretty much." blended. Like, I'll get my mon- I'll get my monocle. <laughs>
0: yeah, to so get a seat, like in the third tier, it's like two hundred and forty bucks.
1: Jesus. And okay. yeah, look, obviously there is you know local working class everyman Rangers fans. We're just having a laugh. Don't go getting your knickers in a twist, there, New York Rangers nation. But the point they, of the story I wouldn't be upset if actively, they did, to be honest. He was actively being a cunt as a visitor in the stadium and you no did shit about it. So <laughs> you should be a little upset with yourselves.
0: And your fan base in general.
1: And your fan base in general. You basically let a tourist walk in and push you all around and you sat there and took it. You bent over and you took it in the tailpipe. Wuss. <laughs> Wuss.
0: <laughs> hey, so let's talk about... Let's let's focus in on Torts Watch because I thought while mm. I, I thought it was all going to crumble while I went away, I thought it was just going to go terribly wrong, and that Torts it was and it, it didn't. I mean, the Caps put a stop to the to the win streak, and then since then, it's been still good.
1: I thought well, it was going to be streaking over. Hot,
0: isn't it? I thought it was going to be streaking over camp. I feel like most people did actually.
1: No, well the BJs are currently tied for second in the East. They're sitting on a smashing seventy-one points with the Pens uh monster effort from your boy torts and obviously as you just said many said they would fall off by now they have. and look you know they're not still in 16 wins together at a time and they're dropping a couple of games but they're still traveling a hell of a lot better than anyone expected them to they're still a hell of a lot better than my boys god damn mm-hmm. um and the only disappointing thing that hasn't happened for them lately is that torts didn't get to flip everyone off at all star weekend because he stayed home to care for his son's ailing dog while he's away doing his military duties.
0: Uh, Well, A-plus torts, A-plus family man. And, I mean, whilst it's upsetting for us because, you know, we we thrive on torts being a dickhead.
1: Uh, Where did you just go? Did you just drop out?
0: I did for a bit, but now I'm okay.
1: you all right? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. You dropped out too. Okay, cool. Oh, how very strange. Sorry out there, listeners. Yeah, look, I'm all about that. We Tony don't edit Dad, this shit, by the way. Top shelf coach, dog lover. And there's, there's pretty much nothing he can't do. I did have one amendment, though. You know how we've talked about him doing a table flip for his Jack Adams speech? hmm Do you think he can headbutt anybody from the Calgary Flames organization?
0: Like, could he or would he?
1: Why? I know he could. Well, yeah. But would he? I just think that would make such fantastic meme fodder.
0: Oh, I don't know. I feel like we've already got the best meme of the year, which I messaged you earlier this week. So I, it, it would be hard to top Mike O being upset. Um, so, oh, my
1: God. It was great.
0: <laughs> so Torts headbutting someone. Oh, you know what? I reckon Torts headbutting a brick wall and the brick wall shattering would be A+.
1: Do you reckon there's some really clever heckler from another team, right? Who's going to sit there? Like, let, let's say he's got the coin to sit there behind the glass and the Blues are in town and Mike Yo's in front of him and he sits there all night just going, yo, Mike, yo. <laughs> that would get really fucking annoying after a couple of hours, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I could see some fat Philly fan just screaming at him all night. That would that would be good for me. That'd be good for yo,
1: me. Yo, Mike, Mike, yo. Your Cause... mother's a terrible cook. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Because I've, I've met Philly fans and they are, let me just say, not uh not of the uh, uh, high, highbrow highbrow comedy is not exactly their uh, forte
1: oh yeah that listeners! is john the washington capitals fan who lives in one of who lives in Melbourne, the bowels of melbourne's western suburbs talking ill on the glorious philadelphia flyers fan base guys just so we know so you don't lynch me. I, Cameron, think you're all right. It's John <laughs> yeah. is the pompous douche.
0: <laughs> yes, I think you're all right. right.
1: It's, Get on board. John, John is John is the pompous douche canoe.
0: Get on board. You know it's true. I'm
1: all not, right, we're I'm gonna gonna not jump sorry, quick fans. and Philip. So of which not there gonna are gonna many. Two to three weeks worth, because that would be a fucking nightmare, and we would be here all night. We're just going to do frankly, then. I've got no time for that because I'd yeah. like to watch the rest of Interstellar this evening. It's could.
0: And more importantly, we're just going to do the top 10.
1: Oh, how good's Interstellar, though? Is that
0: the, is that, uh, oh yes, that came out mid-McConnaissance, didn't it?
1: Oh, the McConnaissance, what a glorious period that was. The day he renounced rom-coms and actually took acting seriously has given us some absolute fucking bangers.
0: I know, like, where? how do you go from nailing it in John Grisham movies and then blowing it in literally the same role for 10 years?
1: Yeah, but you know what? He saw the error of his ways in his back, like Dallas Buyers Club, good. Interstellar, good. True Detective Season 1, good. You know what? I watched the Lincoln Way the other night. Fucking great! Yeah. Ah, oh, great movie. That's sick.
0: Hey, so let's get into some hockey news. As I mean, because you know I'm am a big McConaughey fan, but I feel like us. And, and and I
1: guess this is this is called the Holy Puck Podcast, not the Matthew McConaughey You Mad Snake Podcast.
0: Yeah, although we could also do that, and it would probably have the same amount of content. FYI.
1: Probably get better ratings as well, if we're being honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. probably actually have real like facts as opposed to us just crapping on about teams we don't like.
1: That's true. All right, well, I'm going to kick it off anyway. Uh, the non-playoff-bound New Jersey Devils traded Van Fiddler today. Uh, the fast forwards heading back to Nashville. For those of you who've been hockey fans for a while, you know he actually started out there in 2002. Uh, the return for him is a fourth-rounder in this year's entry draft, so that seems pretty good for both teams. Devils have conceded they're not making the playoffs, and the Preds get a little bit of grit on their third and fourth line. Cam,
0: here's a fun fact, so you're going to have fun with it. Um, I like fun facts. I know you do. Who did they make way for to make this trade happen?
1: Oh, I actually don't know. Mike
0: Mike Ribeiro was placed on onto waivers this morning.
1: Oh, okay, so I didn't realize there was any correlation between the two because I thought Ribeiro was put on waivers so that they could call up a different backup goaltender from Milwaukee.
0: No, I believe they made made room for him because he's got a ridiculous contract and he's done nothing since week two of the season.
1: And he's like one of the five dudes in the NHL who you can comfortably say has, like, he's an actual fuckhead off the ice because the whole babysitter thing. Oh
0: yeah, like I mean, he also obviously looks like a meth addict. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, uh, there's a dude that hasn't accepted his hairlines receding and he's still desperately trying to do something about it. It's fucking embarrassing, Mike Ribeiro. sort yeah.
0: of. How's <laughs> the guy obviously trying to be cool dad? Oh, my God. Oh, you know what?
1: It doesn't even matter anymore because no one's going to see that fucking haircut in Milwaukee anyway.
0: Nah, he's going nowhere. Like, I, I feel like this is the end. This, we're going to see a shock. Should I say shock, inverted commas, retirement from your boy Ribs.
1: Mike Ribeiro, um, maybe there'll be a slot for you for the Adelaide Adrenaline in this year's AIHL competition. Get I, at us.
0: I don't think even they could deal with the culture hit.
1: Oh, dear God. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> enough talking about that weirdo. The Panthers finally got Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Hubert out back, and guess what? It worked. They scored the game-winning goal over the Ducks. See, people who've been shit-canning uh, the Panthers all season, it's not that they're terrible. All their good players have been injured. When their good players aren't injured, guess what? They're
0: pretty good. That's right. And, you know, maybe they'll start winning because they need to. It's, I mean, they're
1: still in playoff contention because there's such a logjam at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. And because Boston have stunk up the joint so hard, Detroit is so shit. Um, you know, the the Rangers have had their ups and downs now. The Isles are surging. Everyone's kind of yo yoing up and down. <laughs> That's another Mikey O reference. Jesus. Um, yeah, I know. I right? killed it um if if they if they are on a good path and they can stream together a few wins over the next few weeks they're actually in the playoff bubble
0: they will be the only atlantic team that can probably make it
1: well that's not true because every division gets token team Uh, in
0: that in that bubble so
1: montreal i was gonna say like john have you heard of the montreal canadiens you're embarrassing yourself in front of the money
0: in front of the money, Jesus! What money?
1: Um, <laughs> we haven't the made Simpsons any yet. There's a Simpsons reference, you Mook. <laughs>
0: um, so, I mean, you know, Ben and I talked extensively about this. Um, speaking of, speaking of uh, all things extensive and uh, Mook-ish, Mookish. <laughs> St. Louis Blues GM Doug Armstrong fired uh, Ken, Hitch- Hitch- Ken Hitchcock. Or should I say Ken Hitch Hitchcock this week? Um, and to trade places with him is the aforementioned Mike Yo. Pretty rough Mike day Yo. in the office. Yo. With, I feel like we need to start putting like three zero, three O's at the end of Mike Yo. So I was like, make
1: you, you know what I mean? I'm going to try and find his phone number and prank call him. <laughs> Mike Yo. <laughs> Just all day. Um,
0: pretty rough anyway. So, I mean, a lot of it, a lot has been in, in social media this week about did Hitch deserve to go? How did it all unfold? Um, were there any other reasons? Um, Mikeyo's been pretty tight-lipped, but I mean, trying to get any information out of Mike Yo is pretty hard, anyway. Like all of his, um, all of his press conferences whilst he was at Minnesota were, yeah, we played pretty good, or yeah, we played pretty bad, or a derivative of. Um, Sorry. Well, the,
1: the dude, the dude's personality plus. Let's be honest.
0: Let's let's just say if he was an ice cream, he would be pralines and dick. <laughs>
1: The thing about him is is this, right? Like a lot of bald guys often have quite a personality to make up for their lack of a solid set of feathers. <laughs> he's not, got, not he's, big much. He's, he's got no hair and no jokes. Like nah. what's that dude's deal? What, what does he work on in his downtime and don't fucking tell me coaching strategy because nah. we you know that's not true. It's
0: woodworking. He's obviously heaps into woodworking. Look oh,
1: you say like he whist- he he whistles wood. Whistles wood.
0: Yeah. He obviously he obviously makes his own furniture. Look at him.
1: There's a couple things with the Hitchcock firing. I've got a little <laughs> bit of beef with it. So Armstrong, you, like I'm going to argue. It could be argued slash I'm going to argue. His bad roster management put Hitch in his position anyway. Trading Brian Elliott to Calgary crippled their goaltending because uh, Jake Allen's melted on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, they've missed Brouwer. They've missed Backus. Bringing in Yakupov has done absolutely nothing. Yakupov's um, like the coach
0: killer. He's had like six coaches in three years.
1: Yeah, he's a coach killer. And then the other side of the coin is, as well, Mike is very presence in this whole succession plan was always going to fail. So now you've, you've fired the coach And you've you know, 50% the succession of the way plan. through his farewell lap. Like We already knew this was his farewell year. You've kicked him in the dick during his farewell year. Not cool. Um, yeah. If we try and Australianize this, remember when Collingwood bought in Nathan Buckley yeah, under Mick Malthouse for two years in a succession plan? And it never worked. It never worked. It was awkward and they didn't like each yeah. other. And Who's one the boss? The other was taking his job yeah. and never worked.
0: Nah, and it was never going to. Although, what I will say about Yo is he's actually been pretty cool about the whole thing in the background. Like, he hasn't really, he hasn't spoken to the press by himself. He hasn't, like, outwardly tried to um, undermine Hitch from the, from the start. And um, in the press conference when he was hired, he, like, sung his praises. But, so he's been fairly gentlemanly about the whole thing, but... In general, we know for a fact that succession plans don't work and this was always going to happen to the point that we called this months and months ago in, like, yeah. podcast two or three of this season.
1: Yeah, it was in June. And, of yeah, course, man. he's being cool about it because his name's Mike Yo.
0: How can you not be cool <laughs> with a name like that, Cam?
1: <laughs> Either <laughs> way, right, it's all cooked. It.
0: And let's be honest, it, they're a long, fairly long way off. They're probably going to fall out of playoff contention and we're going to laugh our way to the bank. Yeah,
1: it's time to give the Bruins Kevin Shattenkirk and let us move on with our sorry lives. Because
0: um, <laughs> it's been on Peter, the cards for like two years.
1: Peter Budai is leading the NHL in shutouts. He's seven to his name. Who's and that, you know why this is sorry, important, uh, John?
0: Uh, who's that? Who, who's who's leading the NHL in shutouts?
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. You want, Okay. To give you guys some context, if you guys are new listeners, his name is pronounced Peter Budai. However, if you, if you read it as it's written, Peter Budai. Budai. In the same way that Patrick Wang. You dickheads should be pronounced Patrick Roy, Roy because the French language does not stipulate that R-O-Y has a reflection like no, that. he just made you it can all fuck off.
0: He just, it's like people who have their names incorrectly spelt, but then like force oh you God. to say it in a different way. It's like, it's not Shaniqua, it's Chenane. Come on.
1: Oh, it's like someone who's, you know, their name's like spelled Tony and they go, oh, no, no, it's like Tononi. You're like, well, why don't you fucking spell it that way, you idiot?
0: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you like apply for a name change, you fuckhead? So, with the Boudage situation, that brings into question what are LA going to do? Because he's there, he's only getting paid $600,000 for this season. Um, Quick. He's obviously, he's got got better numbers than Quick. Um, What do they do? Obviously, they put well, Quick look, in, but it means they've got to scratch like, the head a little love
1: bit. though, John. And Quick gave them two cups. That's not going to be... Would you say that's not going to be quickly forgotten? Uh, uh, I would say that
0: LA would be... They would be remiss to forget that and trade his ass um, for, yeah, for so a 2 0 good season. I don't, I don't think season.
1: it's going to change anything with Quick, but it does, for the first time in a little while, give them a viable, um, you know, 1-2 tandem and a backup, which is obviously very helpful in the playoffs. And if they do get desperate, because we know... The Kings are, you know, they're very big on making trade deadline acquisitions for a playoff run. They potentially do have something nice to dangle for a forward or a little more help on defense, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a dude who's been in the NHL for like 10 or 12 years now. Like, this is his best season by far.
1: Like, Well, and... here's, one, here's one for you. The Boston Bruins definitely need backup goaltending, and they potentially have a surplus of youngsters down the middle. Why don't you trade Ryan Spooner for Peter Budai?
0: Yeah, it all it all fits, man.
1: There you go, guys. Just did your job for you. Send your commissions to One Legend Street, Legend, Victoria.
0: <laughs> Care of Cham.
1: Care of suck me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Isles have inked Thomas Grice to a three-year deal, which signals their intention to make him their number one in Brooklyn or Hartford or, or wherever. wherever the fuck they go. But which good on we them. Talk about later.
0: Yeah, true. But I like Grice and I've liked him for a few years. So this makes sense. They should have done this probably last season.
1: Grice could definitely spearhead a marketing campaign for that team. Grice is nice. That would be huge.
0: That would be. And he's like got probably the most vanilla face going around. Like he just he just looks like he doesn't look like anything, you know what I mean? He doesn't look like, you know, how like Ovi obviously looks like a dead shit hockey player. So does Malkin. Like, he doesn't really look like anything. So he could be like, he looks like he should be selling cars or something. You know what I mean? He's kind of like they got the Jamie Ben look. You know, sand that beard. Photo,
1: that photo of Ovi with Snoop, by the way, oh, is amazing.
0: I know, right? It's like, be more white. Can't do it.
1: I know. Can't do it. You know, through, through his head the whole time he was taking that photo, he's like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's the salt shaker man it's all he's got That's all he's got I've got to
1: say though I've got to concede I've had the same problem so I showed you that photo from when I met Naj yeah Mm -hmm. and the whole time he's like yeah let's take a photo and I'm like what do I do with my hands I'm so fucking white this is (laughs) terrible
0: you know what's fun about being white not knowing what to do with your hands
1: uh, I know I managed to keep one of them in my jeans, and I'm like, "All right, that's 50 percent of the problem solved. What do I do with the other one?" And then, and then I can't. Kind of, then I kind of just looked at what he was doing, and I'm like, "All right, if I just, copy that just before they take the photo, no one will criticise me. Wrong. Bang, done. See you later."
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's all about it's all about getting in and out. Well, um, yes. oh, speaking speaking cool. of not white dudes, Jerome McGinley has has politely and publicly mentioned that he wants to play for a not shit team, aka the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and That, he oh, that would he
1: that was such a good interview, wasn't it? He's oh, like, oh, look, it would be nice if I could maybe maybe look at playing for another team. That'd be cool. So
0: what he wanted to say was, I'm tired of playing for these shit cunts. I've been playing for them for the last two years, and they've only been getting shit up. Can you please help me? Get me out of here. Get me out.
1: Well, he needs a cup. So Pittsburgh, San Jose, Chicago, or Washington need to make room for him. Yeah, man. I don't think it would cost much. There's not that much. Like he's in the final year of his three-year deals. If you're pro-rata, his final season was five million dollars. If you pro-rata, it, there really, wouldn't be much more than a couple of million dollars owing, surely.
0: No, like if if you're going to pick him up, it'd be like eight hundred thousand. Yeah, like it'd be nothing. Sort him out. Sort him out. contenders. And sort most, him out. Most teams have the ability to just drop someone for a, you know, you know, maybe they drop it to virus for a Tavares for for a week or two to to, to you know, mm. bring in the cash.
1: This is true. Hey, um, we're not going to talk about the All-Star Weekend too long because, you know, we were on we were on sabbatical and other people have done it for us. That's true. Um, but there's a couple a couple of really cool things that happened, um, very few of which were actually on the ice.
0: Cam, so you can fun. have the first one because I know how much you've played oh. this video. All
1: right, so Chris Pronger checking Beaver into the boards, pinning him into the boards. That has resulted in one of the top five greatest photos of all time. No, I'm not talking top five hockey photos. No, of all you're time. talking top five. I'm talking top five greatest photos from all time. Yeah. And like this is going to be up there with you know the Jordan tongue out of the tongue out of his mouth doing the dunk from the free throw line.
0: Also, um, and the crying Jordan, and probably Froggy McFisty. I
1: was going to say this. This could be up there with the artwork from the First Rage Against the Machine record in terms of cultural relevance. People wow. are going to look back on this moment for decades and go, "Wow, that really changed the game, didn't it?"
0: It did. Wow, so the me, the so memes, there's the meme game, the meme game. So not, there's not an actual game. There's the there's Chris game. Pronger checking Justin Bieber into the boards, and there's quintessential like Vietnam Vietnam War protest photography. Same yeah, level, side by side. Same level. I I completely um, agree.
1: And Pronger's laughter has made it that great, almost as great as Snoop playing the explicit version of the next episode. Almost the player intros, which means a huge number of fucks were broadcast live to television that day, meaning. On this particular day, a great many fucks were given. Indeed. fuck it, Bettman.
0: Indeed. Can you imagine how upset he would have been?
1: Oh, he would have been sitting there with his little rodent-like features, just going like, someone feed me cheese to take my mind off it. Like, why is Ah. he
0: doing that? We told him not to!
1: Such a whiny little prick. I know. um, And then on top of that, the NHL announced this 100 greater players of all time list. The list is heavily favoured. Uh, by the pre-expansion Old Boys Club. There's far too many habs on there for my liking, know, and they bit, didn't actually yawn. rank anyone because they wanted to avoid hurt feelings. So, if, if you, you want an actual legitimate list. list, you need to check out The 100 Greatest Players in NHL History and Other Stuff, An Arbitrary Collection of Arbitrary Lies by Greg Wyshansky, Dave Lozo, and Down Goes Brown. The players are ranked, it's actually funny, and it's favourable to the modern era and has less than $10 on... You know, iTunes and Amazon and whatnot, because it's an ebook.
0: So just buy it on your Kindle. uh, Go buy that, and surround out the top five things that were actually hilarious. Wayne Simmons won the MVP.
1: Yes, love the Wayne train.
0: Oh man, Wayne Simmons is probably the only reason why I like Philly.
1: No, there's another reason because the Ghost Bear. Oh yes, of course, of course. He's kind of had he's kind of had a dog shit year though, to be honest. Yeah,
0: sophomore man. What
1: happens? soft uh, sophomore slump, but it'll get you. It'll
0: get you every damn time.
1: Do you know what'll get you know what gets us every time, Joe?
0: Is it the good news?
1: Every time, <laughs> every time we come across the news, I feel a little better about the world around us.
0: I know, but this is particularly good news, I have to say.
1: And it has nothing to do with Cuba Gooding Jr. showing up at a fucking celebrity hockey event again.
0: I know. However, also mad, but this time. It's a little bit, it's it's a little bit political, but at the same time, it's also just hits you right in the feels. Um, so, the league, in conjunction with the uh, NHLPA, that's the Players Association, um, for those of you playing along at home, um, have announced that uh, hockey using the Hockey Is For Everyone program or initiative or whatever you want to call it um, is for the month of February. Um, thus, in conjunction with the You Can Play players, teams, and the league as a whole will engage in a number of community actions. So, what have they done, Cam? This time, this year. They have elected they are, a single player to represent each team.
1: Yeah, and they're representing them because they are basically dedicated to fighting homophobia in sports, which is fantastic because as we love sports. I think we can all still acknowledge that they are, uh, you know, there's still areas of various sports which are still dominated by old school thinking, uncultured fucksticks.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so um, the old boys.
1: Old boys. It's a huge initiative. And like you said, each team selected one player as their team's advocate, which is Fucking awesome, if you ask us.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: As per the official press release, select clubs are going to designate one home game as a You Can Play night, and that's going to celebrate members of the local LGBTQ community uh, with ceremonial puck drops, anthem singers, features on Hometown Heroes and Pride tape during the warm-ups. And the announcement comes hot on the heels of Beast board, Brad Marchand publicly calling out dickheads on Twitter for their homophobic language. they so say what you want about Masha and the player, but Masha and the man off the ice is an absolute mad dog.
0: I agree. And that was, I feel like his Twitter, his Twitter game has just kicked up like a few extra notches over the last few weeks. Um, him calling out dickheads has been pretty good and very well received by not just the hockey world, but the world in general.
1: The one thing that I say is slightly disappointing, and look, it's a minor gripe because I mean... Pff- I feel like kind of a dickhead for bringing this up because the fact that the league as a whole is doing this, it's a fantastic initiative. They're leading the way with pro sports. Um, Some teams, their representative for this is is an absolute superstar name. So I'm looking at, you know, Kessler for the Darks, Ekman Larson for the Yotes, Mm -hmm. Dan for the Bees. That's fantastic. Um, The Blackhawks have put forward Trevor Van Riemsdyk. I've got no problem with Trevor Van Riemsdyk. He's a great young player. There are some bigger names on that roster.
0: I know. Who One obviously didn't want to get involved?
1: this significant might and their public presence Yeah, that.
0: Who obviously didn't want to get involved, you know what I mean?
1: But, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I look at the Avs. You know, Gabriel Landeskog, that's great. He's a captain yeah. leading from the front. Of course, Scotty was doing it for the BJs. I know, right? Of course, Sean Thornton's doing it. Dustin Brown. Um...
0: Charlie you know, is a good
1: name. Matt of course. Dion Fanorf, we give him a lot of shit, but yeah. he's doing it. Claude Giroux. Yeah. Um, you know, these are all good names. Of course, I'm my not... boy Braden
0: Holpe, who was like front and center on the Pride Parade last year.
1: In Washington, that's right. I love yeah. that one of the Sedines is doing it for Vancouver, but yeah, that really stuck out for me and annoyed me because the Blackhawks are arguably, not even arguably, they're the biggest team in professional hockey in the modern era. Yeah, they're and the they only couldn't get a big team name. in the Cap era to win three cups. Um, you see more Blackhawks merch than any other team. They've become a brand as much as a team. Yeah, I think this and was a golden opportunity for one of your really big-ticket players right. to get behind this. And no disrespect to Trevor Van Reemstock and, and perhaps there's a reason that we don't know about that he's particularly passionate about it. I would say brother... that his
0: brother's in it, so they they've don't go on for that. But I, I feel like they missed a prime opportunity there, which is a little unfortunate. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I just think look, Jonathan Taves is, is the most popular athlete in that city. The Bulls aren't doing anything. The Bears yeah. aren't doing anything. Like, it's a Blackhawks city. Jonathan Taves is the man. Um, Duncan Keith, Patrick Kane, Corey Crawford. These yeah, are these are all big these aren't names. just hockey names. These are household names, especially in the like Chicago the area. Like, like sort out. It.
0: I know it's silly. Like, it, they they really could have dug a little deeper there. And because I mean, the NHL can. Um, I guess tap the shoulder of certain players when they need to, but they obviously chose not to in this case.
1: Yeah, I will say as well. I was initially annoyed when I saw Andrew Shaw's name on there for the Habs. Yeah, and um, we all know he, he had a, he had a homophobic <laughs> outburst last year, and we all know how that went down, but not great. Um, somebody I know made a good point when we were discussing it, and they said, you know nothing speaks. No, nothing speaks more to rehabilitation and education than someone who's publicly fucked up um being put into the limelight saying yep i fucked up i've learned and now i'm going to try and teach you so you know fair play i'll retract my statement and um i hope he does a good job of it
0: yeah yeah let's let's we can only hope cam because i mean he usually makes everything look so hard like being a hockey player
1: yeah i mean good decision making is not really something you'd equate with andrew Shaw. so
0: uh no very far from the list in fact
1: all right, well, we got serious for a minute. Let's get into the baseless bullshit banter because everybody who listens to this show, all four and a half of you, no, that's not true. We're secretly kind of a little bit popular.
0: We um, are. But we also, people who ridiculous. listen to this show also know that we love talking about impending contracts and we love talking about trade deadline. We love talking about coming up to the playoff season because the playoff picture is looking very clear or particularly, mm. particularly in the you know, in, there's there's probably only one or two slots that are available at this time. So that also that always brings into question what are the contenders going to do, who are they going to mm. move, who are they going to pick up? Cam, this could be one of our favorite times of year.
1: It could be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit because in the next couple of weeks we'll get a little closer. Trades are going to go a little more boned We'll have time before they happen to hypothesize we will have time afterwards to review what i want to talk about now is because you know you were away so my my hockey time was spent just generally trawling information i want to go through and list one player per team whose contract now looking at it based on you know certain factors it could be performance <laughs> it could be roster over whatever you might look at it and go oh, mm. did we maybe make a mistake on that contract yeah. and if so how is that going to affect our ability to get other players to help us in the future?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so there's this, quite this a few. This
1: entire segment is dedicated to us being negative pricks and one by one picking through the teams going, ah, you fucked it. Ah, yeah, well, the, it.
0: the good thing about that is it's really easy to, to see on each team who's blowing it and who and where the GM have just they've, they've made a really bad decision.
1: So it's great for us. It's 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 probably going to be actually decent. Because at the time, the GM made a good decision. But we're being armchair quarterbacks, laughing at them two, three years down the road now.
0: Cam, we're really good at being armchair GMs.
1: And we're really good at criticizing other people for things that we would probably do as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, if given the opportunity, we probably would have made a worse decision, to be
1: honest. So look, let's go from the top. Let's start with the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I'm personally a fan of this dude's game. Justin Abdulkader is getting paid $4.25 million till 2023. That's a lot of money for a dude who, and, and especially you look at this team now, you're like, right, the Red Wings are not going to make the playoffs. They are going to have to rebuild. Is Abdulkader going to be a part of that rebuild? Or like, he will be a part of it. Is he a necessary part of it though? I don't think well,
0: so. Have, well, especially being contracted for another six years at four, 4.2, it's going to be, they, they'll be very looking very closely at his contract. But, I mean, yeah. how can you fire someone with hair like that? That is just phenomenal. What a rig on that guy. That is guy. incredible.
1: Well, speaking of good hair, by good hair, I mean, completely yeah. shitty hair. Pittsburgh yeah. like Penguins. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, look, it's, it's hard to critique the Penguins. They're flying. They're probably going to go back to back. Malkin's getting paid nine and a half mil till the end of 2023. He's an incredible player, and he deserves every, every penny of that money. Yeah, wow. man. So he's equal seventh
0: on the top 10 contracts. Like yeah, How is that
1: going to affect them over the next He's getting paid the same as, they, as Eric Stahl. Like, they've got a young team. They've got a young team with a lot of young guys. They do. They could, realistically, they could contend for another few years. Malkin's contract now, you're like, well, what else could we get for him? Case in point, the forever injured Chris Letang. Maybe Malkin could get you a younger version of Chris Letang and then you would be right for a few more years.
0: Exactly. Uh, I mean, they're, they're pretty loaded. I mean, this is going to, as we're going to talk about in the weeks to come, like, if the Penguins do go back-to-back, it would be very difficult for them to go three in a row because they'll lose a lot of their players based on the contracts that they've currently got.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, your, your Rusts and your Furies, all these young Jets who are, like, you know, deservedly going to put their hand out and say, well, we've delivered. Um,
0: and the GM's going to be like, know, well, we don't have any money left because we're spending $10 million on on Malkin, who's been injured for most of the year anyway. So, so I was about that.
1: Great position for them to be in as well. Like, if you're a connoisseur, you were part of a cup team last year. You could realistically be part of a cup team this year. You win two cups very early in your career. You've done it on a cheap, affordable contract. You've been on a point streak this year, an absolute gun. And you've demonstrated league speed that teams would kill for. You open yourself up as a free agent. Someone's probably going to come in. The bargaining power is ridiculous. Six or seven million dollars for... 18 months worth of good hockey. You've already got your cups. You don't need the fire. You don't need to keep busting your ass to win. You've got your cups. You're going to make your money. That's going to happen a lot.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you look at Carl Hagelin, for instance. He, if they go back to back, he can basically name his price anywhere he goes.
1: And so he should. Great head of hair.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, so the Ducks, obviously, the questionable contract there would be Gets at 8.25 you, yeah. up until 2021.
1: And you could argue it's both he and Perry where it's questionable now because, you know, they are getting older and things are starting to diminish. But, I mean, Perry's still a a reliable sniper. Um, Get Slash, that's a lot of money to be chewing up when they've got so many defensemen on the books and other good youngsters coming through. Yeah,
0: man. Well, his contract is still one of the top 20 earners in the league. Like, that's that's big money um, for a dude who's been... He's, he's getting a little older now. What is he, 34, 35? Um, and yeah, they've, they've got he, him contracted until he's to, nearly 40. He's
1: starting to decline.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, both him and Perry are no longer the the the, the twin spires of, 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 epic, of epicness as they were probably two to three years ago. Um, so, I mean, the age is catching up with him, man. It is what it is.
1: Hey, what's bigger? Gets last contract or his forehead?
0: Ooh, I would say his forehead is definitely probably closer to a five head
1: I was gonna say it doesn't have a forehead, it has a five head. Yeah, I yes. know right. Uh the Yotes, Alex Gologoski, dude, you know, I'm gonna eat my words here because when they signed him and I'm like, yes, this is good. A good season defensive partner for OEL in Arizona. Yeah. Goligoski has been shit house and he's costing <laughs> them close to five and a half million a year yeah. till twenty twenty one. So they've got another three house.
0: they've got another three seasons of him being dog shit, basically.
1: Oh, it's really bad. And I'm particularly upset about this because I wanted so well. I wanted the Yost to do so well. Young oh, we GM, all did. Analytics-focused GM, and it's just gone.
0: Oh, it, but I mean, being an analytics-focused GM when you've bet the bottom of pretty much all major offensive statistics is going to be pretty rough, no? Regardless,
1: that's true. Hey, you know what is interesting though? Looking at the Flames roster, I don't actually think I can pick a single contract in there that they're going to regret because. The big contracts are, you know, they will come good. Mm-hmm. You know, Monaghan, Bennett, those dudes have had their ups and downs, but that'll work itself out. Like the, the only potential glitch on there was Brower at four point five mil, but it wraps up in twenty twenty. Who gives a shit? That's manageable in today's NHL.
0: Yeah, and it's Troy Brower, so he's always going to be, you know, your solid twenty twenty five point player, and he Great punches fun. dudes. So, and he's a top dude. So it Great totally dude. makes sense. You know, if what we're looking, the, what about
1: the Habs? If we look at the Habs, Thomas
0: Plekanec is obviously the standout. You know, six mil until the end of next season. He could be someone they might move early. Um, he's not well liked um, in that in in the the Canadians market or by the team. Um, I'm surprised they haven't dangled him already.
1: Maybe they have dangled him, and no one wants him for that price tag. Also. I don't know if it's just me, but when I say the name Thomas Blakenick, I immediately think Thomas Turtleneck.
0: Uh, you would not be wrong because he's always rocking the turtleneck.
1: Yeah, bald bad look, turtleneck. Thomas. Bad look.
0: It's not. It, the vibe is not high cam.
1: The vibe is terrible. <laughs> hey, with the Flyers, the Andrew McDonald contract's pretty obvious because yeah. it's five mil till 2020. But the affordability of the rest of their blue line kind of makes it a non-issue. So who cares? Um, and because the thing is, his deal expires when they need to negotiate a new one for Ivan Provorov. So again, no impact. Nah. Um, Shane, Shane Goss is due for a big pay bump at the end of this season. Or but they've got the deal, cap so space for it, though. Deal. But Del Zotto's deal expires, which frees up close to $4 million. So with the dudes coming off the books, they can kind of balance it all quite well. The only one that kind of irks me in Philly is um, Jakub Voracek's 8.25 mil. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I know. But they've... While we say that, they do have quite a bit of a cushion in their cap. Um, so it's yeah, not, they it's not so point. bad. It's not so bad. They, it, let, let's just say it could be worse in Philly. Um, even if they re-sign everyone and they give the bump to their rookies, they'll still have plenty of room.
1: Yeah, true. That's fair enough. Well, with the Blackhawks, it doesn't matter what we say, Stan Bowman's going to find a way around it anyway. Again, the only one that jumped out to me was um, Nicholas Holmerson's um, $4.1 million deal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's teams that are going to be D hungry, <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> aren't they? All hungry for and, a little bit of D. De-?
1: And he's done. Um, he's done a relatively good job in that Black Hawks roster. Like you know, he's done a relatively good job. Team. He is an yeah. evil
0: genius, and he knows how to build a no, team. No, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking about Young Nicholas. Ah, of
1: course.
0: I thought you were so talking about for Stan f- Bowman. I'm for like, whoa, million,
1: whoa, whoa. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang for, on. Four, for four million with a successful, um, successful resume. That's probably quite appealing to a number of teams. So there you go.
0: Yeah, man. And I'm just really waiting to see what Bowman's going to do. Who's going to go to the Blackhawks and who is he Jeremy going to drop? Geller. You reckon? Man, that'd be mm-hmm. so good. Can you imagine the story? Stop it.
1: I'd be so upset.
0: Yeah, I know. So if we're looking at Tampa, we're thinking Ben Bishop. This is a big one. Um, he's 5.9. So he's basically 6 mil, um, which is wrapping up at the end of the season. He is definitely going to be moving at the end of the season. Um, if not earlier. Um the Bolts are dog shit this year. They've played the most hockey out of the last they played the most hockey out of every other team for the last three years. Um, yeah. so that the whole roster's cooked. They need a break, thus they've been playing poorly, so the team needs a shake up. Next on the mm. list is obviously Braden Brain oh Brandon, should I say Brandon Coburn at three point no, seven. It's
1: it's Brajon Coburn. Oh. The other one that- uh the other one that stands out to me, 3.7 mil could give him a little bit of a cushion to help out with some of Stevie Eisenman's young guns.
0: Yeah, well, with Big Ben moving on. Um, their, their cap space is pretty rough at the minute. They've got a lot of people who are locked in for a really long time. So Fipula, they've got um, Ryan Callahan who's locked in until 2021, but he's at 6 mil. We've got lots of dudes who are all locked in. Um, it's going to be rough for them. Their defense is pretty much locked down tight until, um, 2020. Um, yeah. So it's, they will, they, they're almost to the point where they must move big Ben, um, to save themselves some cash.
1: This is the worst one. In my opinion, the Vancouver Canucks, six mil for Louis Erickson till 2023. (laughs) Like, is even it the with the rebuilding or is it they're the doing best? on the fly, and even though they're doing better than expected, there's no way this deal's going to pan out. No. And his no-trade clause doesn't kick until 2021.
0: Oh. So they've yeah. got to basically deal with him again. being shit for the next five years. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Fa- Canucks fans are used to their team being shit, so it's all part of the course for them.
1: Love it. Hey, with the Sharkies, they're in quite a good spot because Marlowe's deal's done at the end of this season. That'll free up 6.66 mil. Um, I think the, the, the idealists would like to think the Sharks are re-signing, but I can't see them recommitting close to $7 million for an aging sniper. No, um, I he's, think that, I think he's they, going I think elsewhere. they will re-sign Thornton because he's a valuable playmaker, but the money you save on Marlowe is going to be good enough to poach a free agent winger and give Vlasic the pay rise he needs at the end of the year.
0: Absolutely. Um, plus, they've got a few other dudes who are becoming um, restricted agents, free agents at the end of the year, so they'll have a fair bit of room um, particularly in their bottom bottom six, so they can always pick up a few dudes or bring in some guys from the AHL. So you know their core doesn't break up so much, um, so it's not so bad. But the, I mean the downside for the Sharks is literally they've got um, Couture, they've got Big Pav, and they've got um, uh, Joel Ward basically up until the end of the 2020 season. So. Um, and Thomas Hurdle as well. So they've locked their core down, but they're all getting paid six, six mil, four mil, three mil. Um, so it's it's they've got a lot of dudes on long contracts. So if any of them gets injured mm. for a period of time, or they start sucking, then it's going to be rough.
1: This is true. You know who I want to talk about though, John. Your boys, uh, the Washington Capitals. You know he needs to go. The uh, books or pick.
0: Man, I've been saying that since the start. He wasn't. He wasn't the contract I wanted. But we had to do a. We, I, for some reason, um, we had to pick up uh, Orpic and Niskanen at the same time. Niskanen's been a revelation, and he's so good. Um, it's been it's been great having him there. But Orpic, in and out of the lineup, doesn't really provide us much other than a little bit of leadership. Um, he's getting paid like seven mil, um, so it's just it's a little ridiculous. He needs to. And make his, a move.
1: his trade clause can be modified. There's 22 yeah. teams he'll accept the trade to. So pick up the phone, son.
0: Yeah, I know. He needs he needs to he needs to get on his bike. Absolutely. Look, we, you know, are correct. we know
1: the abs are completely fucked and they're gonna have a fire sale, but Boschman and Soderberg are both getting four million dollars a year. So that's eight million dollars you could get back very quickly.
0: Yeah, man. If I'm looking at Minnesota though, I'm staring right at Jason Pommerville because let's be oh. honest, it's not worked. He is currently worth about what, five five point six million. Five million. Year. million change and that's bullshit. That is let me just say, probably he's probably batting well above his average there. Let's just put it that oh way. Oh my god,
1: yeah, that's that's horrible. Yeah, With know, the right? Leafs, um, there's probably nothing you would change. They've got that Nathan Horton deal on the books. You can ship it to someone like Carolina, but probably not needed. Or you can flip it to Vegas. Dare I say, yeah, some stage two. If you want to stockpile a pit, you can flip the Horton contract to Vegas. Help them get to the floor, but. Um, the Kings we've talked about are nauseum because yeah. obviously Dustin Brown for close to six million dollars till 2022 makes my brain hurt. Dude, we've teams he'll accept the trade too. Fucking just get sort rid of him. Out.
0: dude. We've been they've got a fair bit of cash left over though. They've still got like around two mil in their in their bucket, but they've locked down all of their key players until most of them until 2021. So yeah, like but that's
1: not good because a lot of their key players are underperforming, dude.
0: And they're well, Jeff Carter's the only one who's killing it. Kopitar is the highest played player. He's at ten mil and he's like not killing it right now.
1: He's had a real funky season. Yeah, I know. Um, and Dusty,
0: like so, oh my god. It's time to go.
1: Yeah. Uh so Lewis Blues are actually alright because everyone knows that Shattenkirk's on the move. So there isn't really a monster that needs to go. Um, the Islanders is one that's interesting. Like this is going to sound brutal because it's the first year of his deal. <laughs> Andrew Ladd's getting 5.5 mil until 2023. I'm sorry. Surely the Islanders are already looking at this going, oh my God, we fucked it.
0: Yeah, surely they're thinking this probably, maybe, it, maybe it's the time for a meeting. Everyone sits down and they go, look, we're sorry, Andrew. It's not working for you. It's not working for us. Just call anyone you want and we'll make it happen. You know what I mean?
1: How are, people, how are people still paying Matt Moulson? That's upsetting. Five yeah. mil until 2019. I know. He's it's... willing to copper trade to 12 teams, do something about it, Buffalo. I know. You've got a young move. core that's growing and working together. Matt Moulson doesn't need to be a part of that. It's time to go.
0: And they have probably the most amount of money left over. They've got two mil left over, so they can pick up anyone and keep him. They could bench him and pick someone up in the meantime.
1: Yeah, look, we all know that with Dallas, one of those goalies has to go because they're spending more than ten million dollars on their combined shit tandem of Letnan and Yemi, um, oh. and they need to do that quickly because Tyler Sagan's current deal wraps up in twenty nineteen. His best mate Jamie Ben's getting nine and a half million. You best believe He's getting Tyler's a getting rise. paid at least nine and a half.
0: Yeah, um, look for Big Ben to be to be landing here. I reckon um, they Disagree. have they they well, they have to be making a play for Big Ben like. You cannot, you cannot be close as close to they are, and they're, they're within a they're they're within smell, a sniffing distance of a playoff spot. They're only three points off an actual spot. They must be thinking, fuck. If we can pick up Big Ben, it's probably a good point. It's a good move. They would be on the phone with Tampa Bay. I'm not saying that they're going to pick him up, but they'd be in the running for sure
1: you know what, I'm going to disagree with you and say they need to abandon ship because this season's fucked and Big Ben isn't the answer for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think they'll, any any GM worth their salt will be at least asking the question how much they can get him for.
1: Mm. Yeah, fair enough. We'll just have to agree to disagree on that.
0: Very rare, Cam.
1: Very rare. Hey, with the BJs, I reckon Dubinsky's the one that they'd be looking at. 5.85 mil until 2021. What's the bigger hindrance? Tabinsky at five point five, sorry, five point eight five, or for Ligno on five point five. Keep in mind that both Zach Wierenski and Ryan Murray are gonna be due for big paydays in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, so you've got to clear it now. So you've got the money. They have to they have to clear it by the end of next season in order to be able to re-sign. Otherwise it's bye bye and then the team's fucked again.
1: Yeah. Now the Rangers don't really have any problems because again, if Shattenkirk's on the move, we know New York's an option and Nash can be in play. Um, if that doesn't transpire, then they still need to work out something for old Ricky Nash because he's a good hockey player, but he is not worth what he is getting paid.
0: No, I would be very surprised if they do not give JT Miller a pay, pay rise and lock him down for the next few years. Um, they have to. So they would they would be remiss, utterly remiss, if they were not to move Rick Nash, who's been the shell of Rick Nash for the last three years.
1: The, pre- the Preds actually have a really well constructed roster. The only thing that scares me is Renee's 7 mil until 2019. But I mean, there's not exactly a surplus of starting goalies in the NHL at the moment. So you've got to suck it up and do it.
0: Pretty much. If he's good enough, you got you got to pay him. That's how it is. Like even hoping um, didn't ke- get paid that much. He's only, on, he's only on six or something.
1: Yeah. So with the B's, I'm sorry to say, but David Krejci, 7.25 mil. Not by a long shot. Nah, Did Boston no dare way. trade him? Uh, if anyone wants a big ticket player up front, with, to hit the cap floor, it's gonna be Vegas.
0: Yeah, I feel like Vegas will be looking very close here, Kreich. Um It could be any of the the upcoming teams as well. So maybe a, maybe a Carolina picks him up for the, you know the back end of the of, of, the, of his deal. Um, maybe a, maybe the Panthers pick him up because they've got some cash. Um, mm. Any any team that's got the money that's gonna make it. Maybe even maybe even dare I say the Rangers? How have two and a half mil in their skyrocket. Who can maybe maybe make a play for it
1: true hey you know what's a really interesting one the oilers because they're paying yeah. loose six mil a year till 2023 yeah they've, the experiment got, cheap, hasn't they've worked. got cheaper more productive versions of him in maroon and cassian, cassian.
0: yeah <laughs> they may as well just bench him like it's just not even worth it
1: i mean look he's playing well but i mean that they're they're so indebted to him for so much money over the next six or seven years and they've unearthed these two cheap options. They must be fucking kicking themselves. Yeah. Like, this segment isn't about players who aren't necessarily playing okay. But it's about uh, GMs looking at a deal going like, oh, god damn it, we did have an option B.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, who knew Zach Cassim was going to be the behemoth that he is? Oh, yeah.
1: Ottawa, maybe. Bobby Ryan. Get oh, him out of there. Bobby today. Ryan is
0: not the Bobby Ryan we all remember. What happened, oh, Bobby? Where Where is Bobby well, Ryan Anaheim gone? Do
1: you remember that? Well, he, I remember. He's still getting paid seven point two five million a year by the oh, Senators, oh, oh. and he's just not worth it.
0: Nah, he needs to move on. He actually, you know, what the funny th- the theme that's really rolling, that's really come out of this whole conversation, really, is a lot of players, in, particularly those that we've mentioned, need to just lower their expectations a little bit. Their their salary expectations are way too high.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. Well, he. Here's one that's going to be an unpopular opinion, and I, I toyed with actually putting this up. Look at what the Sharks get out of Brent Burns, right? Imagine if the Jets had that level of consistency and defensive responsibility from Big Buff, yeah, who's I know, getting right. paid 7.6 till 2021. I love Big Buff, we no all love Buffalo more than me, we all love him, right? But he's on mad money and he can't be relied on. Is he going to take a dumb penalty? Is he going to get so cocky about breaking it into their own zone that he turns it over? I don't know. But I look at him, Brent Burns, as very similar players, big towering dudes that can move quick, great shots, and they're, they're good defensively and defensively. But, I mean, you take Burnsy every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think they're too – I mean, you're right. In terms of the numbers, absolutely. But in terms of what they've got and who they've got locked in, like, their highest-paid player is is, is, is Buff, everyone else is like at least a million or a million and a half below like they've got like four or five million in play like if they were closer because um, they're where are they in the playoff race at the minute they are they're a little they're a little bit they're they're within the maybe three or four games they could they're probably they could end up pulling off maybe a, a Chicago like move and pick up a couple of free agents to bolster, um, particularly their, I guess, their D-line, um, because, I mean, mm. they, they've, a lot of their players are looking to walk out next year. Most of them are restricted free agents.
1: Yeah, so, either way, I'm still not loving it, so it is what it is. Hey, <laughs> just really quickly, the Devils, they've got plenty of cap room, so who really gives a shit? But Andy Green's getting paid $5 million a and year. And dog shit. But that's the price of D, uh, you know, getting D in today's NHL. Uh, getting D. Um, <laughs> getting reliable <the> Panthers, D. <laughs> reliable D. Well, <laughs> the Panthers obviously have a ton of big terms on the books as well, but, I mean, this season's shitty output has been injuries and not that. Um, I think Good Health and a little more of a settled front office is going to do wonders for them. And they've still got $9 million to play with, so who cares? Yeah. And lastly, like the Panthers, the Canes have got a heap of cap space 15 mil left over, more than enough to pay Aho and Hannafin and whatnot. Yeah. Um, they don't have any stupid um, any stupid contracts on the books at the moment, so no. they can keep on keeping on.
0: Well, the Canes are in a position where they're going to need to... They, ha- they can't pick anyone up. Well, they can't pick up too many dudes. Um, for crazy paydays because they have to re-sign pretty much all their legends like they've got to sign they've got to sign TiVo they've got to sign Victor Stolberg they've got to sign potentially Brian Bickle again um, they've got to sign Aho um, in a couple of years time they, they, they have to sign literally all these legends in the next two years um, yeah. so they, they have to maintain that cap space um, in case you know in case of a rainy day basically Um, But in two years, they're going to have no cash.
1: Nope. Nope, nope, nope.
0: They're probably not even going to be in Carolina, though, so, you know, it's not all bad.
1: Lordy, lordy, that took a while to get through. That took ages, eh? That's all right. It's just the price we pay for being, you know, in tune with the hockey universe.
0: Wow. Hey, would you like to know that I am sweating my balls off up here?
1: It must be really hot in your office. That's why I'm calling from my lovely air-conditioned house
0: dude it is so hot oh my god hey,
1: we're not a serious pair of guys but i feel we should kind of touch on something kind of serious we're not going to dwell on it for too long well we, we swear lots to spend too much time and on it.
0: we spend a lot of time commenting on hockey players here so
1: <laughs> what what we want to give a few minutes to very quickly is politics and sports we're not going to talk very quickly we're sorry We're not going to talk specifically about a political point of view. No, because we would dare to do that. We are just going to very quickly ask a question. And I want a very quick answer from John and I'll give mine because I was listening to Chris too from Annie flag. He was uh, interviewed on puck soup a couple of weeks ago and they asked him a question. They said, you know, do you find it harder to be a sports fan as an adult? And he said, yeah, I do because you know, I'm educated and I'm aware of things that go on and uh, you know, owners do things and management groups do things and, you know, it becomes harder and harder to separate your politics from the love of the game. Absolutely. My question for you, John, how much harder do you find it to be a sports fan as a, you know, early 30s man who is, you know, culturally aware and socially aware and spends a lot of time and, you know, investigating and discussing political issues with people? How does that impact your sports fandom and do you sit on the side of the fence that athletes should keep their politics separate because it is, after all the workplace or like a musician, do you expect them to, you know, insert some of their political opinions and, and use their, um, you know, use their platform for good and try and spread the good work?
0: Uh, well, you know, valid question. And I think we should take this to our, to our various feeds to see what our, what, what some of our listeners, AKA all three people who listen to us think, well. um, yeah, uh, but let's be honest. I for, I I agree. Like it's becoming harder and harder to to be a sports fan, particularly when um, when your politics don't necessarily match up with those of the of your those players that you follow and that that you have been a fan of for a really long time. Like it's it's easier being a, a hockey fan because the hockey fan like the hockey itself, particularly the NHL, is a little more progressive than most. Um, organized sports in terms of like the, NH, the NHL, they they outwardly um, promote like the LGBT community. They they do a lot more. Um, for sure. They're a bit more left leaning, I suppose, then because uh, I mean sure. that's where a lot of our politics lies, quite obviously. But that being said, I, I find it it's like for instance in Australian sport, I find it almost impossible to to maintain um, I guess being a fan because it just doesn't match. Like I I, I find mm. that my politics doesn't line up with those of my peers particularly um when you go to a footy game or um, any other popular australian sports because it's hard like because it's surrounded in the the racism the the sexism the the homophobic attitudes and it's just like well that my politics doesn't match so it's really hard that's the main reason why i quit the afl because it didn't didn't fit like i i i couldn't let my politics um stand by like i it was just too hard but in terms of what do I care? Like, what's my point of view in terms of athletes? Like, I mean, I, I'm i on the fence here. Like, this one is where I can be swayed either way. I don't mind getting an understanding of where, what my favourite athletes kind of care about and where their political affiliations lie. But, like, yeah. I can't... I, I kind of feel like that their main job is and their, their main focus should be on being a good sports person and also being a good all round person where their politics lie mm. is, is less important for me unless it's like something extreme, like, you know, fucking um, someone speaking out about something that I don't agree with. Then I, you know, I might need to rethink it or what my position is. But that being said, I kind of feel like in general, like it, for players, it's it's less of an issue for me as opposed to the the sport as a whole.
1: Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you made a good point and you basically don't follow Australian rules football anymore because your team of choice, which was Geelong, um, is a small-town team and their players often act like fuckwits and have done a number of very stupid things in the past and don't get reprimanded for it because footy 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 and you protect the boys dude we um, had a drug dealer where...
0: playing for us right he was convicted yeah. of trafficking of, tra- of trafficking cocaine and yep. because he was a footy player he got community service which essentially equated to him playing footy and doing footy outreach anyway so he didn't have to do anything and the, what couples with that is when you go to games is the sexism and racism that's in the stands is too hard like I, I I couldn't take my wife to games because she's like dude I actually feel super uncomfortable I'm tired of people yelling about you know people being pussies and cunts and stuff she's like I'm over it I can't deal with this
1: you know took I, her to a hockey game she loved it I can remember two particular trigger points for me so one is a Collingwood fan I'm like yeah Eddie McGuire is really a fuckwit
0: yeah and dude the things that he
1: claims to care about are bullshit and the things that he doesn't care about which are actually important he is just a, a phony, um, self-centered pig. So I'm like, yeah. that's a problem for me. He's, like, he's the other a pompous like, fuckhead. I can it. remember hearing Stephen Kernahan do an interview on the radio. Oh, don't even. Where, it, where he said, footy is a men's game and it's not for everybody and it should be played by the blokiest of the blokes and the toughest of the tough men. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. kind of thought everything was supposed to be for everyone and you're kidding yourself if you think you and your mates running around in tiny, tiny undies. Tapping each other on the butt is actually as tough as a number of other codes out there. I think that's me done. I'm tapping out. Sorry, boys.
0: Yeah, I that I agree that those that point was just it was too much. Like the, the blokes of the blokes, the toughest of the tough. And again, that's that's again why for those of you listening and playing along at home, that is why we're such big hockey fans, is because we don't have that trouble.
1: Yeah, correct. Well, I mean, the, the 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 thing I'm dealing with at the moment is obviously you know I'm a big NFL fan as well, I'm a big American football fan in general. Uh, I go for the Patriots, and the whole thing that's swirling around at the moment is where well, your owner, your coach, and your star player are all Donald Trump supporters. Um, who, you know, even more disappointingly, like a dude like Tom Brady hasn't actually just out and out stood up and said, "Yeah, you know what." I am, and I voted for him for these reasons and these are my beliefs. And you can you can like it or you can lump it. He said something in a press conference the other day, like, "Oh, I'm just a positive first person. I don't really pay attention to what people say," which is such a cop out because he's a smart guy, he's a wealthy guy, you know, he's socially and politically aware. He's involved with those people, and he basically just said, "Like, look, for me, that's code for." I'm trying to preserve my public image here. I'm just going to give some bullshit answer that doesn't actually mean anything and say, I just want everybody to be friends, man. Yeah, I mean... And, and, being and that's, a- that's a real that's a real problem for me because people are now, you know, getting stuck in. They're like, jeez, I hope the Falcons win tomorrow because, you know, fuck the Patriots. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I really want to go in and defend my team and go to bat for my team. And I'm like, but it's really hard. challenging. Like, I'm obviously going to go in and root for my team, but as people, I'm like... Uh, you guys we we don't have as much in common as maybe i thought we did
0: yeah i mean and that's that's hard as a fan right like i mean that's why like before like i mean as like i said previously like as as players like i don't really care so much so long as you know i feel like playing the game and and being a general all-round good person is probably more important than what their personal politics um are but it's, it's hard work when, especially when you're, you know, leading in a Super Bowl week. Obviously, tomorrow's the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, as, as things, as teams start getting more successful, pe- you know, the media starts to care more about what the players' opinions are. Sometimes the players are just dickheads.
1: Like, no yeah, matter totally. what. Well, I mean, look, I, I guess the more hockey centric example, and this is what we'll close this with, is that my brother was a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And when the shit came out about Patrick Kane, he was like, well, that's disgusting, but it's not the team, it's the player. Yeah, exactly. And then, when thing, and then when things came out, they're like, oh, look, Patrick's forbidden from going home to Buffalo this offseason so we can keep him out of trouble. He said, that tells me that they know he gets in trouble, or they knew he got in trouble. Yeah, and they did and nothing about it. And rather than really dealing with it and making an example out of it, they're like, what can we do to protect Patrick? not not protect these people that he's had the altercations with yeah. what can we do to protect his image and stop it from happening again exactly. not, not 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 to stop it from happening to other people to stop the negative blow back on us and so my brother actually went you know what that's fucking bullshit I'm not supporting an organization that's going to do that so it's like fuck that team I'm choosing a different team
0: well that's good news right and but that's that's the problem that um you know Australia is essentially a B or a C market and so we we, we we our core sport is is obviously we have we have football and rugby and the, exactly and those core sports because we're such a small we're such a small country we're a b market that was you know so we don't have as much money we don't we can't attract um, better bigger better sports because we're geographically challenged in that way
1: Hmm, much to ponder John much to ponder I'd actually be interested to hear what everybody else thinks of that as well. I know there's some keen beans that are going to get at us, send us a few comments and messages, so I look forward to reading your thoughts. Me too. We'll put it up on the gram. Well, I'm going to jump into something a little funnier because I always like to end the show on a high note, as oh, I'm yes, sure of we all do. Um, we've actually ditched the fantasy wrap this week because there's more important things to discuss in fantasy hockey. That's right. And nerds. that is, where in the world are the New York Islanders and Carolina Hurricanes going to move? And before you all go... They're not moving. Wrong. Let's be honest. They are. The Isles can't strike a deal with the Barclays Center. And to the point one, that Barclays Center terminated their deal. Said we're not going back to Long Island. Another member has said we might go back to Long Island. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, nah, they're cooked. Uh, and then and then the owner of the Hurricanes has said I'm currently willing to sell the team so long as you don't move them. Yeah, you know who else did that? The fucking Quebec Nordiques. Absolutely. Oh, no, we won't move the team. Wrong. Gone. So the NHL now has thirty-one teams, including Las Vegas, who will take up a post in the Western Conference. The balance to be restored, you need a thirty-second overall team to join the West.
0: Yeah, and they'll need, need that a within two years. New
1: club, which is hopefully going to be Seattle.
0: Yes. So, and they'll need to have that within two years. So you can't have within two years. You can't. You can't have an imbalance for too long because the the players won't, won't the people won't deal with there being a buy. It's just something that they're not used to. So. Um, Correct. That'll, it'll, it'll, that'll change the way it is, and you can't have an uneven, an uneven number in terms of Correct. the teams you've got. It's just unmanageable for a period of time. So it'll Correct. be two years so if, max.
1: So, if, so if we've got a brand new West Coast team coming in, that means we have two East Coast teams who are going to need relocating. Which they which have with the to Isles do. The Isles and the Canes. Where are they going to go, John? Let's talk.
0: Well, we talked at nauseum about this at, earlier than the week. So we, can for those of you who aren't us, uh, Cam called me earlier this week, and he's like, right. Where are we going? Let's name some dog shit places in in the East mm. where we think teams are going to go. So, okay, so we can tick off Hartford from the list because they've come out early this week and the mayor said, We are formally requesting that you come back to Hartford and they've given them the stats. The, you know, um, Connecticut has grown significantly over the last 10 to 15 years to the point that they Very, can, wealthy, they, state. very, very wealthy, wealthy state. Very wealthy state. So, AKA where all the white people live. Um, and thus. Uh, they they now believe that they have the population to support the team, um, and there's a couple of they've got a couple of AHL teams and the attendance is good, so they can lean on that. The other because uh, t-
1: I've got because I've got the Hartford Wolfpack. They this do one. Do you call them the Hartford Islanders and adopt those colours? Do you call them the Hartford Islanders and change the Islanders blue orange and white to green blue and white, or do you call them the Hartford Whalers again?
0: God, I hope they go back to the Whalers. Although that would be. That was, it's currently owned by the um, the Carolina team.
1: So, or do you do this, right? Rather than just calling it Hartford because they want to make it inclusive and more people. Call it Connecticut. You actually call it, yeah, you make it a Connecticut team in the same way that the Yotes went from Phoenix to Arizona to make it more state inclusive. Yes. Um, yeah. And maybe you got the, you go, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's alliteration, maybe they ditch the Islanders and the Wailers. We could call them oh, the, Connecticut, the Connecticut Cunt Crushers.
0: Jesus that's huge. Yeah. Probably not likely or, but
1: still good. Probably not likely, maybe something a little more PC like the Connecticut Cobras.
0: Yeah, I know, but I mean if there's there is there's room oh,
1: the God, the, the Connecticut Commandos Oh. and it's a picture of the dude not wearing underpants with his ball swinging around.
0: Perfect, cuz I mean there's so few there's so few alliteration. The only one of any note is is it, I mean there is none. There's there's no there's no alliteration that's, that's that's good. All the alliteration is, is com- completely really taken better. up by the AHL because they've got a little yep. bit, bit more leeway. So this is the chance. This is our chance to get alliteration back.
1: All right. So what are some other options? We're thinking, what about Cincinnati? Perfect. Because you've got Ohio State university doing good things. The Columbus Blue Jackets have grown a hockey culture in some parts of Ohio. The Cleveland Browns are dog shit. The Indians are being good. The Cavs are being good. Cleveland sports fans are up and about. They are. Do we plonk a hockey team in the northern part and put a team with Cincinnati?
0: Um, of course. Well, I mean, it, there's there's the Cincinnati population hurricanes. support. Love it. Perfect. Um, do we look at Quebec? Probably not.
1: Uh, no, we don't. Like, that, you know, what? I'm going to say no, just because it's going to upset the Quebec uh, homens who are always messaging people going. Oh, bring a team back. We're ready to go. And you're like, no, no you're one not.
0: cares. No one cares. No one wants to play. No one wants to. No one wants watch a game. No one wants to watch a game with English subtitles. I'm just saying. What um,
1: about Indiana, John? How Indiana-, do you about
0: Indiana. Indiana, because obviously I'm a Pacers fan. Indiana, I feel like has the population to support it, and I think it's time. They're within the the Eastern Bible Belt to be able to to bring a team. Um, it's not too far to travel. Um, they've got good weather. Um, they they have uh, excellent excellent land for growing crops. Um, it's all good.
1: Oh, I actually like it too because you could either have the Indiana Islanders, which addresses our oh, alliteration perfect. criteria, or the Indiana Hurricanes. Actually, sounds quite good anyway.
0: It does. Do we? Or how about how about this one? What about what about Maine? Because Maine's Maine's in New England. It's in the upper northeast.
1: Well, well you know you know you know where I'm going with this because. The upper part of New England could potentially support another hockey club. And Julie the Cat Gaffney, of course, represented Bangor Maine.
0: Of course she did. And, obviously, of course, she did. And of, and of course, Maine University is killing it. So they have a great hockey program. So, so what can you do?
1: You've got the Maine Hurricanes. doesn't really work. Maine Islanders. Oh, my God. You called them could. the Maine Maulers. Oh, my God.
0: And, I mean, there's there's a big shipping uh, shipping and fishing community in Maine because of the Bay.
1: So, ah, so Islanders could work. It
0: could indeed. It could indeed. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, I know where you're going with that. You want to bring back that horrible 90s jersey. The Isles yes. have the equipment on it.
0: You know what? I'm actually going to buy that jersey. I'm going to buy an official CCM throwback jersey of just that because it's one of my favorite jerseys of all time.
1: That's such an average human. It's so hey, good. What, what, if we, what if we plonked a team in Baltimore and we called them the Baltimore Breaking Enters?
0: That'd be sick because, I mean, there's plenty of people in Maryland. Um, most of them don't have many much money. So getting people to the game would be hard. Um, and I don't think there's many ice. There's not many like rinks in Baltimore that
1: would actually fulfill the right size.
0: But I mean, it's still a good idea because, you know, there's perfect alliteration opportunities there.
1: Correct. And look, my final option for either of these teams to move to, what about Kentucky.
0: Of course. How, why, where did you come up with this?
1: Um, because I really want to call a team the Kentucky Fried Chickens.
0: That's perfect. In fact.
1: Yeah. I would, you know what can if you, a team can you, you imagine a jersey covered, like the price chicken all over you? know what? Movies? If a
0: team started in Kentucky and a pro team and they had a reference to chicken, I would almost defect. Oh you know what? I would be, think about I'd it. Be because because you know I'm a fan of KFC cam.
1: Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, you are. Hey, um, but yeah, tweet at us and hit us up on the ground. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Like I, for one, would love to see Hartford get a team back. I've got a whalers shirt. I'm a huge Hartford fan. Hartford, the whale, I'm a Moraz fan. That works for me. It does. So if one if, if one could go to Hartford, and then if I had to like honestly roll with another one, I would love to see Indiana or Maine get it. I actually think the Indiana Hurricanes has a real ring to it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And they do get Hurricanes in Indiana.
1: Um, and imagine if, if the Canes ditch that terrible red and black, like, rip curl-looking T-shirt they've got now, and they use the same dark blue and yellow that the Pacers used.
0: Oh, That would be the dark blue and yellow is such a good combo. But
1: that being said, my current favorite jersey,
0: besides all the Caps jerseys, including the camo one that I bought while I was overseas. um, Very mad. Thank you. um, is Is the Canes old school Aztec one, which they wear occasionally and have done a few times this year. Um, so it would be, it would be, it would, it it would be, sorry, let me just say most people really, really hate it, but I would say that it would probably, it would be a sad day for me because one of my favorite jerseys is going, but if they move to Indiana, it would be hard for me to hate it. Yeah. Fair call. Fair call. Yeah. All right. So it's time for the awards cam. It's been Uh, a long show.
1: Close it out with some more. Dude, it's been a long, I'm
0: tired. Dude, I'm tired. I'm dude, I'm so sweaty. I'm gonna have to have another shower.
1: Let's close it out with some awards. Let's give it the Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Week award. And you know who's getting it this week, John?
0: It's Jumbo Joe.
1: It's Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe he winning did. the Jumbo
0: Joe Legend of the Week. So it's like Jumbo Joe squared. It's like almost Jumboception.
1: Jumception. Jumception. Wow. Joeception. Wow.
0: It's too much Joe. Joe. It's too much Joe for Seppo.
1: one segment. both. Basically, he gave a shirtless, give zero fucks interview to discuss his buddy Patrick Marlowe's 500th goal of the season. Yeah. Uh, sorry, of his career. Yeah. Couldn't Monumental. Be more vintage Thornton and. The big man got snubbed from the league's 100 best players list, which was a joke. He took it all in stride. Side note, it was good to see Brent Burns get up there and during his All Star interview, basically just pump up Thornton's tires. Not so subtle knock and just be like, yo, guys, should cooked it. Joe should be. And there he's the man.
0: And for those of you playing at home, not a single Sharks member got their dick out.
1: <sighs> Lots of people were disappointed, <laughs> including you. In fact, <laughs> mostly you. Only me. So we got the Johnny Boychuk Bone Cruncher of the Week Award, and it actually happened today. It did. It um was so Adam McQuaid. Quaid t- finally took down Matt Martin. With, with Martin, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a great fight. It was a lengthy bout. They were they're well-matched combatants, and yeah. he leveled Matt with an absolute pipe bomb at the end, which dropped him and blooded his sweater. One thing worth noting, though, apparently Mike Babcock's cracked the shits about this scene. Well, Martin doesn't wear a visor. McQuaid does. This is bullshit. I'm like, well, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, McQuaid's obligated to wear a visor because of the league's rules. Yeah, so well, it's just a thing. Everybody wears them, or nobody wears them. Plus, Matt Martin's punched on with dudes with visors before and fucked them up. Maybe it just means McQuaid's a better fighter. Martin yeah, often punches. Martin's punched on with a lot of dudes didn't this year. And, didn't go his way this time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? And we, we have some news cam for the final out. The final segment uh, every week is usually uh, it is usually the Steve Ott Steve dog act of the week. And since we have, uh, obviously everyone at home has been watching the Road to Win a Classic, um, which is this year the Road to the Outdoor Classics series put on by Epics, hopefully you've all been watching it and thinking to yourself, well, wow, actually, Steve Ott's a bit of a legend. He's a family man. He understands his role. He pumps up his team, even though he knows they're all dog shit. Um, he's played on successful teams. He's played on bad teams. He knows. Um, he's just a big softie if you've watched all the episodes. So how how dare we, and who who would we be to criticise such a
1: legend, Cam? Who would we be? We wouldn't. No one I want to know. So our announcement this week is that we're not giving out a Steve Watt Dog of the Week award. Unfortunately, if no. anything, we're the dogs. For, for criticising Big Steve Watt for such a long time.
0: We are indeed. So this week we present you the Andrew Shaw Shitbag of the Week.
1: The Andrew Shaw shit bag of the Week. It rings a little better, and he's very obviously a so cunt muscle. I feel a lot better about it. John, are you cool with it?
0: I'm so cool with it because we, we debated this. We put it out onto the gram, and it was, it was a huge resounding yes. Andrew Shaw is a piece of shit. You should definitely change it to him. And so we did because we all are now big Steve Ott fans. I'm not going to buy a jersey, but I'm going to say that I like him more than I did last week.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. All right, well, that's the end of the show, John. we have been talking for an hour and a half. That's mental.
0: One hour and 17 minutes, and it's going to take me forever to upload this bitch.
1: Well, suck shit. That's your job. (laughs) I'm I'm the talent. You're the tech.
0: I am, and unfortunately, it will take a really long time because it's really long.
1: But as always, please hit us up on our socials at Holy Puck Podcast. That applies to the Gram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, this show will be going up very shortly and make sure you keep sending us abuse on the internet in whatever format you choose.
0: Yeah, we like it when you engage and you tell us that we're wrong because we're very rarely wrong and so we, we like to, you know, prove other people wrong on the internet because if if it wasn't for the internet, we'd just be proving each other wrong and that we'd get tired very, very quickly.
1: That is correct. John, it's been a pleasure after talk to you soon.
0: Cam, always a pleasure. Good night, son. Bye,
1: Bye friends.